Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hello, everybody. We are live. We're back. It's spring tour. We're here. Hi. Hello. Hi, Rich and June. Hi, How are Rich you? Hi, guys. Hello. We're we good. have very, very special guests uh, on the pod today. We're very excited uh, to have, I was going to say the first family members of the band, but we had Micah on in January. Um, so the first parents of a band member uh, on the podcast, which we are very excited. Thank you guys so much for being here today. So I'm glad we don't have other, um, you know, to, to follow. I, I guess it maybe in some ways it's better to go first. So well, I, yeah, Micah has to follow you tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, if you uh, support uh, Rich and June over Micah, then watch today and don't watch tomorrow. And if Thank you support you, Micah over Rich and June, then don't watch today and watch tomorrow. There's a there's a friendly wager happening. I don't know how friendly it is, but <laughs> before fiercely we dive into the show, both of them are fiercely competitive. Yeah, it has nothing to do with June. It's me and Micah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be clear. June is June's just supportive of everybody in her. Family. I'm Switzerland. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> well, before we dive into the show, a uh, quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode of Always Almost There Day After Show is sponsored by Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis pollen and royal jelly and steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune system as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, which is especially supportive when singing my heart out at a show. Use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com. Very exciting. So, how are you guys doing today? First... Uh, full Atkin family goose show last night. How was that? First time ever that all five Atkins were together for a show. So it's um, rare to have at least have the time to get to a show. So it was great that she was able to come last night. And everybody heard the shout out for her birthday. Mm -hmm. And if people didn't know, she actually gathered together, I think, 15 women from her town just to have a night away from their kids. And they took a party bus to Roadrunner, had dinner beforehand. So they did it right. So it was nice to have them. Awesome. That's awesome. And you were there too. I also was there. Yeah. It was uh, a short cab ride from my house or an Uber. And, uh, you know, had a nice dinner beforehand. Actually, I used to live right over by the venue um, for uh, years when I was in college. And, um, so it was nice to be in like my old kind of stomping grounds. And we had a couple bars uh, on our way into the venue. It was good. It was fun. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. I regret actually stopped making as many stops as I did <laughs> because the, the line getting into the venue was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Uh, we were talking about that before we started recording, but uh, I was in line for over 45 minutes and missed a song and a half last night. So yeah, I don't you know. think they, you said, Neil, they, they weren't ready for the crowd. 
They, I don't think they were. And well, I think everybody, you know, I foolishly went in right at the time when everybody enters the venue too. But I mean, that line was like easily a quarter mile long. It like wrapped like a whole city block. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, at least for where you were, um, they went on earlier than normal uh, last night than what we expect. So, you know, you probably wouldn't have missed anything if they had gone on 40 minutes after ticket time like they usually do. So, yeah, that was surprising. But that, that's not to say that I want them to go on 40 minutes after ticket time. I was very appreciative uh, of the fact that they started 15 minutes after ticket time last night. That was nice. But I have to say, we had some friends who had never been to a goose show before, and they were in that line. They were probably around where you were, Neil. And their take after I kind of debriefed with them a little bit is for them, that was just as much a part of the experience. They loved, they made friends and they just thought that that was a great part of the whole experience. So, but I made the mistake of explaining goose time saying they wouldn't get on. They wouldn't have to worry because the band's not going on until about eight 30. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking 840 last night. Yeah. yeah, so they got me good. Well, usually yeah. when it's like a hometown show for someone, uh, you know, usually they, they go on a little bit later, like there's more of a thing happening backstage, but it was good. Very timely start. Um, and for those of you keeping score at home, uh, Rich and June brought not one, but two rabbis to the show last night. <laughs> Very exciting. It's a, it's a big deal. So let's dive into the show. Uh, we open up first few songs, Flow Down, Turbulence in the Night Race, and Elizabeth, Rich and June. You know, I, I smile whenever Flow Down starts all the time. I, I love to see how they're going to change up the first couple minutes. I remember a few years ago when there was no first couple minutes, and it was just Ben going right into his snare and right into the song. So I love how they keep upping it and being creative in those first few minutes, which they did again last night. Yeah, definitely. Peter laid in heavy into the synth in that intro. I listened to it twice yeah. on the way down. So mm-hmm. or listened through the show, whole show twice when I drove down. So yeah, that was really cool. And also like should have picked that one for Ben for his hometown show. I know. I like yeah. didn't he gets have the stage for the first couple of minutes there, but we both, had, we both had we both had a goose egg for most of the show, most and then the show. we had a, a, a late second set recovery, yeah. uh, which was which was very nice. Unpredictable um, songs. It's true, uh, but I, I really like a good flopener. Uh, this is probably my favorite spot uh, to see the song uh, in a show. Uh, definitely solid intro, and you know, good way to get the crowd moving. Yeah. yeah, sure. And then I mean, and then into turbulence, which you know continues to just absolutely you know blow the room up yep. uh you know for lack of a better term uh, but i i love this song so much yeah i mean energy took off quickly and people were it was a good segue from flow down into turbulence um and you know getty was on from the first moment as well we always forget about him um mm-hmm. but you could see the difference right away so it was a great energy level at the beginning of the show well there you go June, what's your favorite opener? We have a question from another mother in the chat. Oh my goodness! Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Good to see you. Um, I do. You know what? I don't play like with my kids. I don't play favorites with the songs. I just I'm a very kind of uncritical, um, uh, non-judgmental. I just I'm very easy to please and mostly if everybody around me feels like they're having a good time. Um, I just kind of 
soak that in and um, it's, it's all good. And yeah. I don't remember, I don't tend to remember ritual. Remember, well, this led into this and he'll, he's very analytical and he, you know, he's got some music background and I'm just, Oh my God, it was amazing. And, you know, just moving. And did you see how people were so into it and just, just picking up on the, the, the whole vibe. So I'm a more the of a vibe. Yeah, vibe. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So that's your mother answer that you're getting that we, right. we talked about. Right. Perfect. Yeah. The goal of the pod is to get something more analytical out of June. So we'll see if that happens. <laughs> All right. We'll work so, on it. Yeah. So then they go into Elizabeth. This is, I felt like the first kind of really, you know, they kind of got into the improv a little bit. First time of the night, a uh, really nice chugal um, in this. Uh, I was using this, throwing that word around on Twitter last night. Uh, for those of you who don't know what chugal means, uh, it was coined by CCR. Um, it's that kind of chugly vibe uh, to a song. There's a there's an um, official definition for it that I, I, I was going to uh, say. Did you just tweeted. define the word chugle using the word chugle? Well, it's hard to define without <laughs> you know saying chugle, but you know it when you hear it. And Elizabeth <laughs> is a chugle, and this was a, a great jam. You know, kind of opened up very nicely. Um, you know, great interplay between Rick and Peter. Yeah, uh, from the get go, it was great. Yeah, this is the first full song that I caught. And I was just getting situated in this one. So like, I didn't really hear it until this morning when I mm -hmm. listened again, but yeah, I mean, Elizabeth in the first set always hot and was super fun. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is I told June right away, Trevor sounded the, the sound on Trevor last night, I thought was really sharp, was really amazing. Good. It was, it was sharp <laughs> and loud. Good. Uh, at and least loud. where I was, I was left right. mezzanine and it was, no, and we were up in the balcony and it was clear. I mean, it was, yeah. and I like that. I'll take that. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that continuing uh, from the cap. I'm excited to hear that tonight uh, here in Philly. But uh, yeah, like at the cap, Trevor was very much at the forefront uh, of the in the room mix. He felt a little bit lower on the webcast last night, uh, but I'm, I'm excited to hear him in the room tonight. It's the year of big T. We've already, we've already coined it. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then from there uh, we get travelers and writing a novel. Um, this is the longest gap on travelers yet uh, over 30 shows last played at the beginning of October in new Orleans. Uh, very excited to hear this make a return. Peter's profit synthesizer sounded amazing on this tune. Again, as we talked about a lot with the cap run um, he's really been practicing with that thing and really opening up its possibilities. And so, you know, he's, you know, playing with knobs during his solos and, you know, doing mm -hmm. things like that. So it sounded amazing. Um, and I love writing a novel. I love their cover of it. This was the first one since Radio City, uh, just over 50 shows. Um, so happy to see this one come back. More Chugal. More Chugal. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to get that rarity in there. They kind of slipped that one in, and that was pretty cool. It's been a really, really long time since I've heard that song. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, anytime they they play Father John Misty, I'm I'm happy. Right. You know that that cover gets better and better and better every time they play it. You know, we all love to hear Rick sing. If you like Goose, if you like Rick singing. It's true. This is a really really good example of it. Yeah, we have a lot of friends who reached out to me beforehand. Hey, can you have them play this? They want all the new stuff. <laughs> no, let's pull back. And that's where when Travelers came on, it was nice to go back a little bit again mm -hmm. and bring that up. Not that we have any say in it. Yeah, we have no say in it. People <laughs> say, can you have them play this? It's, uh, no. <laughs> and um, before Travelers, there was a shout out that happened. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ben shouted out to, and you know, it's funny because we couldn't hear it that clearly up in the balcony, but when I replayed this morning, um, so big shout out to his Needham friends where he grew up. Um, he had a lot, about a dozen friends from high school there, um, probably a number of friends from Berkeley that were there to see him, Rick and Jeff. Um, and then we had a lot of friends who bought tickets for the show um who were there so that was the first part of the shout out um and then elise his older sister who um they get along very well now i'll put it that way um they have a a close relationship all three kids do and you know it was her birthday this week so ben remembered to give her the shout out and probably he forgot to call her on her birthday yeah he probably didn't call but this this makes up for it Perfect. Yeah, just gonna show. Yeah. That's good. And yeah. Micah noted, uh, oh no, Michael noted uh, last night that Micah's birthday shout out uh, in 2022 was also uh, right before Travelers at that show. Ah, so okay. Thanks, thanks, Michael. See, I, I'm sure he did that on purpose. You don't. You don't need any details from me. You get. You get it from these guys. <laughs> yeah. So there's only one family Go member wrong. who has not gotten a personal shout out, I guess, and she's sitting next to me. Oh. oh. But I think that's I think that's notice. long. I think that's due. Yeah. She she, she didn't notice and would never have noticed that because well, if, all her, you have if to her kids you are, to are happy, if her family's happy, I'm I'm happy. Well, that's a, you, that's you need to do mother. what Rich did and get sick and miss a show, so that's then it. you get a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then. Thank you. And so the first set closes with Earthling. Um, what was this Earthling or alien like in the room? It was long. Long. I think it's the longest one to date. Is it? Uh, yeah. It was 25, 26 was minutes. Oh, it, it was over 20. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. what did you guys think uh, about this Earthling area? Loved it. I mean, you know, Peter and Rick, Peter and Rick, um, the banter was there. It was good. Um, you know, I thought Ben, Jeff, and Trevor, when they were together, you, I commented during the show that they were driving things nicely um can i also shout out that this is one i do remember that 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 the lighting that getty was it was just that the lighting was so cool and really enhanced that you know agreed yeah i i thought this jam was really cool so much patience um which is not something that goose is known for um in a lot of their jams you know it's usually like pushing in like a you know a faster groove um, but this was, they really, really opened up Earthling last night, um, got into the funk and then got into this like very upbeat space, uh, very exploratory. So I don't know how high it's going to end up on my playlist, uh, especially as the tour progresses, but I really enjoyed it uh, in the moment last night. And I look forward to going back and revisiting it once the soundboards drop. Well, it's yep. interesting because as Rich and I were kind of waiting and, uh, you know, reviewing ourselves the show a little bit, um, Rich talked about the kind of the, the the pacing was was a little it was noticeably kind of it was noticeable, and I had remembered reading in the article the article came out in the Boston Globe this week and part, I think it was the interview where part part of it was Rick interviewing I think it was Rick who said something about intentionally that that was something that they were really the dynamics and really making sure that you know things weren't staying at the same level and really wanting to. So that's something that kind of when I noticed that, I was like, ah, that's that's what he was talking about. So I think that's very intentional. So I think we saw that in the show itself from song to song, but also within Earthlings and Aliens and some of the songs. Yeah. 
that they were mixing it up quite a bit. Yeah, we, we talk about that a lot on the pod. Like it, it's almost like there's like a sine wave to, to what's going on where there's like very intentional, like upbeat songs and then yeah. they slip in a ballad and then they're right back upbeat again. You know, so it's good to have that, like the dynamics that you're talking about because you can't just go out there and just play all bangers, right? I mean, it's, it's curious. Right. They got a lot of ballads. But if they went out there and played all ballads too, we'd all be, you know, kind of sitting down and snoozing on the floor. So I think they did a really good job of that last night. And that Earthling Aurelian was fun. It was really fun. And uh, there's some depth to it that I didn't pick up at the show when I listened to it again today that I was like, hmm, like I didn't necessarily love it last night, but now I really do like it. Um, good. And I, I think the cool thing about that song or that version is that it's i think it's indicative of on this tour that they are going to take some risks and explore some space yeah. i think they were being very patient last night and waiting for kind of the jam to come to them in this so in the moment it kind of felt like a little drawn out but then going back and listening there's just like i said there's some depth there that i didn't really pick up on in the moment and it's really really cool and awesome. I guess for me, who reads, I, I'm more kind of reading the people, the crowd, the vibe than the music itself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, thing, times like that gave me an opportunity to kind of, we were right up on the balcony, um, right in the, in the front, able to, to look down. So I had a really good, and I could see people around the balcony and people still seemed to the, you know, people were, were, were into it. And um, that just uh, reinforced to me that, you know, whatever they were doing was working. Yeah, they, there's a definite roar at the start of this Earthling or Alien, too. The yeah, crowd really? was stoked. Yeah, if you go yeah. back and listen to the, the the broadcast again, like, you can hear it, like, pretty loudly uh, mm -hmm. picked up on the mics. Well, it's, it's very quickly over the last, you know, bunch of versions, it's very quickly become a really consistent jam vehicle. Like, for a while, especially in 2021, it was like, you had the shticky conducting thing, and then... You know, they were kind of figuring out what to do with it for the first half of last year. But it's really turned into a consistent vessel for really, really great improv, um, especially over the last number of versions. So I'm excited to see where this continues to go. You know, like, you know, we saw this version, the one at the cap was incredible. So, you know, lots of, you know, potential going forward for sure. Yep. So what separate, uh, you know, what, what was what was it like in there at separate? I know it was packed. <laughs> I had a blast. I was actually, I went downstairs and I was trying to find my people. And I just love the crowd that people were so, I think it could be because I've got a little bit of white hair going here, but people were so sweet and letting me kind of get through and, um, you know, helping me make my way through the crowd. And it was just, for, for me, that was just, it was just so lovely. Just again, a, you know, opportunity to really get an I'm ambivalent about being in the balcony. I like the fact that I had a chair that I could sit down on when my Achilles tendon was flaring up a little bit. And, <laughs> uh, but I, I really like to be kind of immersed in that. And, and still like the, just the people are the people, even when the music's not going and it just, it's a really nice place to be. Yeah. It's a break. I didn't do much. Uh, Is that when you ran into them? Was it a separate I don't recall. You remember where we ran into each other? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was somewhere near the second set. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was like a whole bunch of running into people up there. So like I ran into Sam and she was there with uh, Cronin, who is in uh, Ben's other band. Yeah. Um, who you know, it's funny. I've, I've seen I've seen Elephant Proof play a couple times. Uh, never realized how big 
Cronin was until last night. He's a really large dude. Um, yeah, we, I talked to him backstage. He, yeah. He's got a different look to him. So yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he's like much beardier. Uh, yeah, if that is a thing. Um, so uh, I actually didn't recognize him right away. And then I, Sam, I, I saw him. I realized I didn't recognize him. Yeah. yeah. And then Sam introduced him, I, and I think I ran into you two around then, and I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I didn't I, feel like venturing into the masses downstairs once yeah, I was. I wasn't up, into so. it. That's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> having having a seat, you know, it's much it's much nicer. I agree. Let's dive into this second set here. Uh, we start off with Creatures. Uh, this was a great Creatures, I thought. Um, nice little SOS tease from Peter as they got into the jam. Uh, I was very happy to pick up on that. As people know, I like teases. Um, but, you know, I thought this was a pretty solid Creatures. Good way to kick off the set. Uh, nothing, you know, crazy about it. But, mm -hmm. you know, Creatures to open the second set is always a good thing. Yeah, I missed the SOS tease. And I if I had heard it, I would have been upset if they didn't play it. Um, yeah. you know, Better I you didn't hear it then. Yeah, I want to hear Ben's Tom. So I wish, you know, that's a song. Yeah, th this one, I mean, this if, if you're vibing off of people in the venue, th this was the song for that. I mean, folks were, were, were psyched. Last night was my wife's third Goose show ever. And she was very, very excited for this Creatures. We were digging it. And, you know, it's pretty good. As far as like creatures go, I mean, I think you get a couple of varieties of creatures. Mm -hmm. One kind of when they kind of show up and just play straight ahead creatures, you know, it's going to sit somewhere close to like 15, 17 minutes. And then you get like a little bit of exploration in this one. And I think it was kind of a, you know, the harbinger of things to come. Yeah. Well, they really got going after that too. The hunger site, you know, that went places. Um, yeah. Wow. You know, also they, the, you know, obviously we talk about this, I think now every time they play Hunger Sight, but since Trey, that, that first solo moment has, is just so special. Everyone goes nuts. It's also funny, you know, we were talking about in the, in the, in our group chat last night during the show, like we could see on the webcast, like Peter looks just as excited as we are getting to that point in the song, um, yeah. which is, you know, it's, it's always fun to see. Um, doesn't the doesn't band, Peter like, always look excited? Peter looks excited every every minute of on stage, off stage. I love, it's I true. love Peter. <laughs> it's true, um, but yeah, this hunger site was amazing. Um, you know, it's kind of also now we're seeing like hunger site is going kind of how we're used to Rosewood being, where you have this really intense, fiery, you know, type one jam section, and then they go off, then you know they'll do a big peak, and then they'll go off into some yeah. other sort of exploration. So, but I I really loved. Uh, where they took last night's version. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I was saying before, I, I think they were taking a moment to just try different things out. I think yeah. the jam that you find in this Hunger site is really unexpected, atypical kind of jam that you, that you get in Hunger sites. But uh, yeah, that, it's, it was awesome. It was fun. And again, like if you're vibing off the crowd, people were stoked. Like when they, you know, that first opening guitar lick, people were going banana. So mm -hmm. it, it was really, really cool. Yeah. yeah, you're right, Neil. It felt, I mean, the whole show to me was unpredictable in many ways. I couldn't tell where they were going, but you're right. They were trying new things. And it, it, I didn't realize that when it was happening. It was sort of, it just didn't flow. So I'm thinking what's going on here, but you're right. It, it was just venturing into new areas. So. Yeah, which, you know, we love right when we had peter we on the podcast we talked about that a lot mm -hmm. and he was kind of saying towards the end of last year they weren't kind of they were not kind of 
what's the word I'm looking for here? Like going off the deep end. Yeah, they weren't going off the deep end because they there were so many eyes on them, right? When they were doing like the trade tour and and a bunch of festivals and stuff like that towards the end of summer. So it's exciting to see them kind of going out without a net and just giving it a shot mm-hmm. and just trying, you know. So that's that's really exciting. So they're not just going out there and just playing the hits and then walking away. They're yeah taking some risks and, and doing some improv that, you know, you're not used to hearing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why as, as parent of one of the musicians, it's equally, I guess, important to me that, that, that they as musicians continue to feel really inspired and continue to love this. It's such hard work that you'd like to think that they like doing what they're doing. And, you know, I even remember going all the way back to, to, to Berkeley and just the excitement, the pure excitement about the music. And they would, you know, they'd just be in a in a studio or in a whatever um, small setting without the audience and just that excitement about the music. And I feel like to make, you know, I, again, as the, as the parent would like this to be like a long-term satisfying career. And so I think about it needing to be both ways that the audience obviously needs to be happy, but I think that's going to happen. It's important for the musicians to stay happy. And I remember in contrast that Ben spent a couple of years, two, three years in a wedding band, just, mm-hmm. you know, needing to make a living. And that was, I, I think the term was like soul sucking. Yeah. Um, so yeah. to, to see him do something that's really vibrant and alive and that stimulates him and motivates him is, is that, that's again, makes me very happy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. And then we get into, um, I don't know if this was your guys highlighted the night as well. Um, my, my favorite moment uh, of last night was this Redbird uh, that came out next in the second set. Really phenomenal jam here. I don't remember if it was in this jam uh, or the hunger side where we got that really um, heavy Ben Tom work, um, but they got into a darker theme on this Redbird. Um, you know, really the bird really took flight. Um, Spooky. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a fantastic jam. I'm, I'm very excited to, uh, you know, listen to this a lot more uh, and figure out where it slots in uh, to my current jam rankings. Um, but wow. Well, I have good news for you. Yes. As we're speaking right now, Peter has just finished the soundboards and uploaded them. So oh my God. As soon as we're done here, we can go listen to the soundboards. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Peter. Uh, that, that's great timing. While we're on the pod, uh, the soundboards drop. That's a good omen. So we know that Peter didn't sleep from Boston to Philadelphia. He he stayed up. Yeah. I don't honestly know how they do it. Ryan and I one time were were talking to uh, Marta, and she's like basically like we haven't slept for days. Yeah, and she looked yeah. fine. I know, and she, like, and she said it with the biggest smile on her face. Like, yeah, I think yeah, even more so the time. crew than the band, the musicians, the crew. It's like you know they they come and they they're done. Except obviously Peter has some extracurricular activities but um right. i i've said that i would like my my at some point i would like to just install myself in a corner of a venue and i want to watch beginning to end i want to watch them completely set up and i just want yeah. to sit there and watch it and then i want to see them break it down i don't know why i just have this really strong desire to see that because you, there's just so much that goes on behind the scenes but june also said that she wants one night working next to navid and selling yeah. merch that's her that's goal true. job so that's yeah. not a bad place to be and, yeah i mean navid's not yeah. a bad person to stand next to for any length of time i mean he's such yeah. a great guy yeah yeah so going back to that jam everything about redbird uh, right away we knew that was something special last night and you know 
Getty's use of red on that song just stood out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he it seemed like he was doing different things, but I I don't know. It just felt that way to me that it was much more complex and well, a lot of mood. That yeah. whole mood was there. yeah. It was excellent. I agree. Yeah, amazing jam. And then we get uh, "Please Forgive Me," uh, the first one since August. Um, you know, great David Gray cover here. I think this is the the fifth time uh, they played it uh, since debuting it. I believe it was Fred. Fred Festival. Fred Fest was the first one. Yep. Um, but yeah, great cover. Um, you know, like the placement here after a couple of big jams. I uh, thought it was good. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you guys think of this cover? First time I've heard it in live. Um, I actually admit I had to ask Sam whose song it was. Hmm. Um, I only so, know because Goose has covered it. Right. And I and I think I knew I've heard it before, but I, first time live and I just could recall. I loved it. I mean, it was yeah. the perfect timing of that song for perfect placement in this uh-huh. flow that they had all night. So it was, it was a good way to come down off of Redbird and start moving up again. Yeah, killer cooldown song for the second yeah. set. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like, that, I think that goes that, to show that, you. That cool down in a bad way. It was like, com- like you felt comfortable. Yeah. So like, they've got like a couple songs where like, you know, Ryan likes to call it the landing pad. Yeah. So, they, yeah. you know, they, they go out there and they absolutely knock your socks off and then you just kind of get like a nice, you know, kind of slower song. But this one... Very different than just kind of dropping yeah. just a simple ballad. I mean, mm-hmm. this was hot. And like actually had a really nice extended jam sequence. Yeah, well, it has a lot of momentum to it that a lot of other ballads don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was super, super fun. And, you know, I knew this song before before Goose did it. I think I never would have imagined a jam band playing this song. But, <laughs> I mean, here we are. And it's, it's killer. It's so much fun. Uh, I think it's the second time I've heard them play it live. I was there at Fred. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was awesome. And yeah. my wife also really dug this one. She knew the song well. We used to listen to David Gray. That's always but, good. Yep. And then late second set, Bob Don. I was very excited. I love this placement. Uh, Bob Don, I feel like, can work anywhere on the show. Uh, but I feel like this is a unique spot for it. We usually see it in the first set um, the majority of the time. I, I could be wrong. Um, but I, I don't think it's popped up at this point in the second set very often. Um, but I, I was a big fan of it, even though it was without. Uh, I was I was a fan of the late second set, Bob Don. Yeah, this one's got that big screaming guitar solo in it, and yeah. it was had some extra oomph to it last night. My wife, that was her favorite segment of the whole show, was this Bob Don. Nice, uh, which yeah. was you know, it's a really interesting pick if you're going to say like that was my favorite thing from the show last night, but. That, that guitar solo was cooking and it was yeah a lot of fun. Well, the no, funny thing for to... me is I, I, I either walk or run in the morning and I was definitely not up for a run this morning. So I took a walk and just noticing as I'm walking and I don't use, uh, you know, headphones or anything. I'm kind of, you know, it's like a mindful walk and I'm kind of aware of the different. That's the song that kept coming through my head more than anything else. And that's not usually, that's one that Rich yeah. isn't usually like really crazy about. And I'm always like, what's that song again? And, that's Bob Don, you know, and I'm like, all right, that's right, that's right. And this time it like really stuck for some, I don't know why, I can't explain why, but for some reason it really stuck. Awesome. Yeah, if, if, if someone had showed me the set list before the show and I looked at it, I would have, it wouldn't have made sense to me based on what they've done in the past, mm-hmm. but it, it fit nicely. It was good. It, it, it worked. Yep. Awesome. 
And then the set closes with Pancakes. Uh, you know, never a bad song to put in the second set closing spot or anywhere on the show. Um, I mean, it's Pancakes. You know, this one ripped as Pancakes does. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had we've had these kind of shorter set closing versions a uh, little bit recently, uh, the last couple. Um, but I, I thought this one was, you know, it's Pancakes. It's Pancakes. It's Pancakes. Yeah. That was good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm not picking on Peter, but his dance skills are getting better all the time. You know? <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of that late in this show. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of Peter's dancing. He was moving quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, and then and then we got the real dance moves uh, in the encore uh, with Slow Ready, which Pancakes and Slow Ready were what saved Neil and I from getting a, a goose egg in fantasy last night. I think you ended up with more points than I did. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I got 12 points combined off of those two songs. So took a, a big load off of my mind, uh, at least when Pancakes started. Um, you know, that gave me like uh, that gave me four points. I was like, great, like I'm on the board, <laughs> which was, you know, I was stressed. Have they done that as an encore before? Uh, slow Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did a it bunch at, of times. at uh, Swansea, right? They, oh, yes, but they only got through Yeah, we were there. Yeah, they're yeah. right. Yeah. Or actually, on the, the, the Swansea note, uh, I you, you won't remember this uh, because this was so long ago, but um, I, my my third ever Goose show was the, the first Swansea show. Yeah. You both were there, yeah. right? We were there. Um, in June, I met you in the merch line and I oh, love telling yeah. this story because it was absolutely, it was like the moment where I was like, I love this band so much. <laughs> um, but so some folks were like, just kind of chatting in line and you were, you were like, oh, my, my son is in the band and everybody's like, oh, that's great. You know, like, thanks for taking him to drum practice and everything. And you were like, just, you know, thank you for coming to the show. And I was like, this band's the best. <laughs> um, but, uh, That's what I did. I made some new friends. We went to a re there was a restaurant across the street. We had an early, grabbed an early dinner, and Rich went off. Some of other friends came into the restaurant, so I was sitting by myself for a while. And there was a table of guys that I, you know, had come in like I don't know, a little younger than us, I guess. And um, I, I knew that they were there for Goose, and I went over and just started. And I I started off by saying you know, enjoy the show tonight. And I, I just want to thank you for being here. And they're like, oh, and, and then we just, you know, I, I love that. I love to be able to. And that's that's the other thing is that I love to go early in the line when there are those kind of those long lines and just just talk to people and thank them for coming because I, it's truly, truly, I'm so appreciative of there, there would be no, you know, this is making my, my, my child's uh, dream come true. And also, selfishly or even more selfishly is that you know at this point in our lives you know, we never followed a band before we never had that experience of of following a band and being part of that kind of a, a movement and we are thoroughly enjoying it now you get to not only do you get to follow a band that you love but your son is in said band yeah the, uh, yeah, the icing on the cake <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah that's awesome um, well, that's a, that's the show from last night. Anything anything else that you guys want to add about it? No, we just we are looking ahead for the rest of the year. I mean, you know, we're picking and choosing now what we want to do. What's but, the What's the next show for you guys? Uh, levitate. Nice. 
And we actually just booked for Red Rocks today. So we're set for that. Fantastic. Oh, amazing. Yep. You know, but we also have to plan for a wedding next February. So <laughs> there's only so much we're going to be able to do. Right, you know? of course. We've so heard about our, the wedding. Our, we, just a little bit. If, if anybody <laughs> watching follows Micah on Twitter, uh, we've heard about the wedding and how that affects uh, going to shows. So again, uh, because of Micah, we have to cut back on seeing Ben, you know? It's just once we'll, we'll again. Let her have it. Yeah. Uh, we'll let her have it on the pod Ben's, tomorrow. Because of, we'll make sure because of Ben's schedule, we were kind of uh, our hands were tied in terms of when the wedding was gonna be. So it goes both ways. They're both they're both affecting yeah. each other negatively, is what we're taking away from this. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this. Um, the bar is high. This was an excellent episode of the show. Yes. I don't know if Mike is gonna be able to do it tomorrow, but we'll see. We'll find uh, but out. you know the gauntlet has been laid down. We yeah. have, you we having said that, she she will she will bring it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just make make sure Michael has some airtime too. Yes, and that Micah doesn't dominate. But we'll, we'll make sure he gets to talk. We know okay. uh, we know he'll have the insight on the music, um, right? You know, and Micah will be. You know, I'm I'm sure she has a note, a list of you know things she needs to rebut that you've said today. <laughs> um, I've been nice to her this show. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so, so much for being on the pod today. Uh, it's been such a pleasure. We look forward to having you on again uh, soon, uh, you know, maybe even at Levitate. Um, but that's all for this edition of Day After Show. Uh, Neil and I are going to go see Goose tonight, which I am very excited about. It's been 12 whole days since the last time I saw them, which is, you know, so long. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, we'll be right back here live, uh, after every show, uh, this tour three 30 PM Eastern, uh, right here. Um, thank you everybody for watching. So see you tomorrow. Hi, this is Henry K host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.